0: Welcome back to the Cinematic World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello.
1: Hey, we back. We're back.
0: Yes, we are back here talking to some Box Office. I had a long break from recording you know life has been crazy but we're back on schedule here we're not really on schedule because we're doing box office on a monday but we are here larry how you doing what's Uh up what have we missed since we've been gone i feel like Uh there's been a bunch barbie just destroying the box office Oh
1: man. Four straight weeks uh-huh. at number one, baby. I mean, yeah.
0: What is it? What is Barbie at right now? Like one point something billion yeah. dollars, it's which on is... track
1: to pass Mario. It hasn't done it yet, but it's on track mm-hmm. to pass Mario. Yeah, it's at one point two bill. One point um, two
0: billion for Barbie. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer
1: became the biggest hit ever to not reach number one at the box office this week,
0: which uh, is baffling so that 718 meant, million for oppenheimer god
1: damn it r-rated D- three-hour movie
0: this is great now now listen directors don't start getting crazy now See? <laughs> don't, don't start getting crazy now
1: man uh, i just saw that again though i saw it in 70 millimeter and wish i hadn't
0: oh why is that wait hold
1: on no, because the people at that amc didn't know how to operate it so at one point oh, they didn't put shit. the full film reel, so the bottom of the screen or the bottom of the picture was at the top of the screen with that black bar underneath it.
0: See, that's that old second. school shit. That's why I don't it do was none of that. Old
1: no. school, and then the sound <laughs> was off. Like oh, I, no. I don't know, the sound was not. Uh, the sound wasn't off; it just was quiet, and then it would get loud, and then quiet. Not oh, like normal
0: Nolan, no. like a different
1: level. So I was like, oh no, I should have just saw this in IMAX again on a real IMAX screen in my theater, not that damn chintzy san diego imax <laughs> that they called it yeah, two by two imax,
0: IMAX. Man, uh, you know how you know how embarrassing it is to hype up something to your friend who's never been in imax and you're like imax is is this is grand it's massive <sighs> and you walk into like a two by two imax i was shook no, I was hannah H- H- hannah was like oh this is like this is this is normal size i, I was like bro
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is normal size. Um, come to Denver. I'll show you a real IMAX. Ah, uh, like bro, you got actual to the... seats. I can't. Mm-hmm. I still, that still baffles my mind. Like, you're that at theater? San Diego. You know, what like...
0: theater was that? That was the Mission Valley Theater? Yeah. yeah neither, neither
1: one of those theaters had like the nice seats. Nice
0: seats. But, I mean, we're spoiled. Do you see, Diego? you hear this? Do you hear this? Because I feel like people in, like, Maine or, like, you know, where is at are probably like, you spoiled bitches.
1: Nah, one of my friends on YouTube, he did a whole <laughs> rant about an AMC, and he's in Michigan. And here, yeah. yeah, the AMC here. Some of y'all, I know y'all got some good ones at your places, but here, it's trash.
0: <laughs> no, like, literally, when I hear, okay, so there is a theater in Boston. It's, like, it's it's on a street called Assembly Row. And it's AMC. And their IMAX was so... Screen was nice, but them chairs are ripped. They're just a mess. And Alex, the other day, he's like, oh, my God, they redid the IMAX and Assembly. And now I'm, like, geeked to go back because <laughs> ain't nothing like a nice IMAX theater, some carpeted floors, some plush rocking seats. I have Literally, I have one spot that I sit in every single time I go see a movie in IMAX. There's a spot there's extra leg room because it's like it's on the handicap aisle so there's like more leg room it's not a handicap c i'm not like crazy but i take that spot i stretch my legs man i watched avatar in that day i watched wakanda forever in that spot the batman in that spot oppenheimer in that spot just great blue beetle this week in that spot
1: And now next weekend, it's a good thing we don't have any type of releases since I'll be in Vegas living my life next weekend.
0: Yeah, you can't break my soul. Yeah, get it.
1: Yeah, we gonna be dancing it up to some Beyonce. She gonna take us to the ball. (laughs) What you know about that Queen B?
0: Hold on, I hope you have fun. Those those clips, those clips have been crazy. They're all over online. And then I.
1: So. I was telling them off air I'm gonna be you know before Beyonce taking an acting course so coming to a screen near you soon I don't know I
0: don't know we'll <laughs> see it, it
1: might happen I'm not sure this so is crazy
0: listen <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> Larry but oh, oh yeah man. that's right
1: though this Sunday uh, is National Cinema Day so all theaters pretty much $4 any showing all the formats in most theaters are all going to be like $4. This
0: you see, I would go to an AMC, but I'm like, now this is my chance to go to like a Cinemark and just live it up, you know? That's what
1: I did last year. I actually saw something in 4DX at a Regal. Yeah, that's what Cinema I'm Day. saying.
0: <laughs> I saw a Screaming 4DX, and then tickets were like 20-something. I was like, God damn. I am that's not why- used to, I'm used to the A-list life, you know what I mean?
1: again though this year i just realized i mean i guess hopefully this maybe this will help blue beetle because i was like last year i remember it was nothing they did Uh on a weekend nothing Was out like I had seen everything.
0: I remember that. I actually remember this. Yeah, horrible. So, me and
1: Leo went and saw because they did the new No Way Home re release. We just oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because we were like, there's nothing out this weekend. Next week, at least there's a couple options. A few markets are going to be getting bottoms, and then
0: I do want to see bottoms. Gran Turismo
1: is finally coming out. (laughs) Listen,
0: that trailer has turned me off to that movie. I don't even want to look at it. (laughs) <laughs> nah bruh I don't even want to like do it I just don't And I
1: hope you know maybe some folks will throw their little $4 to Blue Beetle next week And at least there's a little something something for people yeah. this week Because last year there was literally nothing Like nothing
0: mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> Yeah last year was tough But uh speaking of Blue Beetle Let's get right into the box office I guess Man so well. Everyone, we are looking at the weekend of August 18th, 2023. We have the opening releases of Blue Beetle and Strays. Ah, Without further ado, Larry, what came in at number one?
1: Well, for like we said, the first time in a month, it's not Uh, Barbie. We finally have a movie, uh, number one, that is not Barbie. And it is Blue Beetle. Which brought in $25.03 million dollars in its opening weekend of release. Internationally, it made an additional 18.6 for a worldwide opening of 43.6 million in its first weekend. That does mark the lowest DCEU opening outside of Wonder Woman 1984, which has such a big asterisk next to it that you can't even really count it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But just below (laughs) The Suicide Squad, it did receive a B-plus cinema Mm -hmm. score from audiences and has a really high uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes as well as a pretty good Rotten Tomatoes score from critics. But 25 mil is a little bit above the projections we saw like a month ago. They were saying seventeen to twenty tops.
0: Yeah, which well, no, they started at fourteen. Remember that, Mm. and then they started going into the higher teams.
1: At least it it got over (laughs) twenty.
0: Larry, listen, man,
1: not too much. Dwayne, come (laughs) dance in the
0: comments, y'all. I don't care. (laughs) Listen, Larry, we gotta be fair, Larry.
1: Well, here's the one good thing. The okay. budget was only a hundred and four dollar million, so okay. at least it's if it bombs, you know, it's not like a two fifty bomb that we've been right, seeing, particularly from DC where these budgets have just gotten so huge. At the yeah. the one good thing is it was a uh, for superhero movies, it was pretty cheap. So yeah. thank goodness for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Listen. So people saving grace for, like, this opening was like, it's number one. And I was like, guys, it beat a movie that's been out for, like, I mean, I when mean. was July? You know what I mean? It's like, so anyway, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go too hard on the movie itself, People are people. They try. I'm not even talking about like people like us who are disappointed by this number. It's the people who think they understand. Oh, marketing, bro. It's not marketing. It's not the weekend. It's not about hurricanes. It's not about none of that. This universe is dead. It yeah, is dead. I think
1: uh, people have been trying to downplay it so much. And we've talked about yeah. it every single time with every single one of these openings getting, you know, just worse and worse almost. Yeah. Is... It just is, you know. We had Black Adam, didn't get yeah. great reception. We had Shazam too, got panned. Everyone hated it. We got the Flash; most people didn't like that either. Mm-hmm. So that's it's three DC projects in a row. The last DC project anyone liked wasn't even part of the universe, and that was the Batman, and yes. that was their success. So yes. it's, it's tough. And then
0: yeah.
1: I was talking to someone else about this. I know people want to say like the general audiences don't know what James Gunn is saying or doing, but it hurts the fanboys that come out opening weekend when we don't know does, does blue beetle even matter like what is blue beetle part of the new regime the over who cares like at this yeah. point you're kind of like yeah. who cares so even the fanboys are confused by james gunn and what he's doing mm. so they kind of don't care about any of these movies anymore uh any i think this movie as well as the flash really was the final nail it cements yeah. aquaman 2 is nowhere near what Aquaman did. Like, uh, th- 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 throw Aquaman's box office numbers out the window, because this sequel, I will be, y- y'all can read me to filth if it comes anywhere <laughs> near Aquaman's box office numbers. Yeah, because yeah. at this point, it's dead. It's done.
0: Yeah. This. It's. This is. This is like at this point because with Flash, it was like it was a little bit okay. So with 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 Flash. It was a little bit of like, yeah, gratification, just a little bit, just because of like the hyper, the high, high, you know, hyperbolic statements from the studios and the backing of Ezra Miller, no matter what they did, you know, like because of Flash and this and that and it's the best movie ever and batgirl will tarnish our brand but flash does not tarnish our brand and so that one was like uh well you know sorry but this one because i like the movie it's tough but we saw this coming a mile i mean we you and i said this um like a long time ago I told my, my good buddy, Leo, he's talking about Cobra Kai. like, Leo, bro, it ain't doing nothing, dude. And it's like, I'm not saying it to be a cynic or a country air. I'm saying it because the right look, look. <sighs> I mean, like the fact that out of the last batch of DCEU, Black Adam with the big star... In attached to it and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like on the high end, your ceiling as DCEU throwing everything into the wall right now, marketing wise, whatever, is 67 million. That's your ceiling right now. Yeah. And no movie has passed it. Shazam 2 was like 30 million, Blue Beetle 25. Before this, the su- I, I, I said we should have had red flags on Suicide Squad, dude, because, yeah, it was like pandemic was around, and it was, but vaccines were—I'm not even counting Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman was like— Literally, we're in yeah, like that's pandemic started. Say, that's like
1: technically, the worst. But you, we can't. You know, right? That no was way like to seven really months. Talk about that. <laughs> right,
0: seven months into the you know, but before the pandemic started, I'm not doing that because there was no vaccines, nothing out. There was barely. Yeah, every theater wasn't even open when that yeah, came the, out. Theaters were barely even open. Right. Suicide and I think Squad. They
1: were still only show. They were only selling like like it was. Remember that.
0: Oh, In it was time, like a half, like the, you know, like so
1: you would sell a seat and they would block out all the seats like around seats you around you. So they so, could only sell like a third of the theater, even if they wanted to.
0: So I think it was still even kind of impressive that that and uh, Tenet did around the teens, you know, uh, Wonder Woman 84, both like 16, being day and date. Yeah, I thought that was still impressive that that was, uh, you know, they were they the Tenant I think, was 20 and Wonder Woman was 16. Yeah. Our red flag, I said this when we're talking about Flash. Our red flag should have been the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Uh Margot Robbie. Uh Idris Alba. James Gunn, the man behind Guardians of the Galaxy, twenty six million. That should have been like, whoa. You know? That should have been like, okay, you know, this is that's not really good. And then I feel like the conversation of DC movies kind of died down because I think after that was the Batman. And They had the great opening, you know, great legs, and then we kind of just stayed with that. And then Black Adam came out in like $67 and then after that it fell off a cliff. Then we had Shazam just straight up. When's the last time you saw the sequel to a superhero movie just bomb the way that did and make half of its first movie, you know, which is crazy.
1: I mean, it's not all that shocking. So what... (laughs) Wonder Woman 1984 made more money worldwide than Shazam Fury
0: of the Gods. That is fucking insane. Shazam, and that is, is at when
1: 133 Wonder Woman yes. literally December of the pandemic 2020 December made 169 million
0: worldwide. That is I did not know that and that is <laughs> insane. <laughs> so After Shazam, we were like, brother. And then The Flash comes out. Box Office Pro had The Flash sitting at a... Initially, the early, early projections, like 120. And then each week, you and I would come on, and the projections would fall and fall. And tickets are on sale and, like, fall and fall and fall. And And then finally last week like you know the week before it came out it was like 70 something million it's a projection i said okay this isn't terrible but you know it's not great but it's, this is okay The shit opened to like 55 million dollars okay and then you and i are like it's time to panic with this universe and then we have blue beetle and it doesn't even matter if the movie is like great buzz and ninety something percent Any this, they're done. They are dead right now, and everyone is like, I'm seeing all these YouTube thumbnails of the MCU being dead after Secret Invasion. I mean, to me, that's a that's a that's a nuts statement right now, given how Guardians just did and Wakanda Forever and stuff yes Quantumania, but like come on now we need to we need to see more of a track record again of, like
1: we talk about a quantum worldwide almost made the same as all three dc movies combined right and that's so once we start <laughs>
0: like once we start talking about a track record that's when we can start saying okay mcu's dead once we start seeing that mcu movies are doing 300 and 200 million that's when we're like that's when we start hitting the panic button no we're hitting the panic button right now for people this put too much, with that
1: thing people put too much stock in those shows too like i know they're interconnected yeah. but uh, i think maybe it's made the market feel a little bit saturated but honestly the success or the quality of the shows uh, I don't know that it's really hampered the movies all that mm-hmm. much. I think people are just like, yeah, whatever the show sucked Like, but I'm gonna still go watch the new movie. Like that's a different, right. you know, whereas DC, I mean, look, the writing was on the wall because if again, the flash had all these characters we knew and love. Shazam was a sequel to a movie. A lot of us have near the top of our DC rankings. Shazam, yep. the yep. first one, a lot of people really liked. And so, You're introducing now a brand new character, not very iconic, and you know you're. Try as you might, you're not Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., Marvel 2008. Yeah. So, introducing this Blue Beetle, who a lot of us don't really know much about. Like, yeah, he was in Young Justice, and that's kind of an introduction that a lot of people have. But he's not a brand name by any means, Mm -hmm. and. Uh, you drop it in august august that's kind of the sign that they didn't have much faith in it they didn't really care because Mm -hmm. august is never a a movie going month that's kind of where you send movies to just fill time before we get into halloween season Mm -hmm. uh somewhat of september too but horror movies will open big in september um august uh, you know we never really have big august movies it's kind of a filler month so right you could kind of tell Warner Brothers knew. I think wasn't this initially going to be an HBO Max movie? It was
0: going to, and then they said theaters, and, uh, and then they
1: moved it to theaters. Yeah. Um, and again, horror can do that because most of those horror movies that have been mm-hmm. huge juggernaut wins cost five million dollars to make, and while one hundred and four is good for Blue Beetle it's a hot, lot harder to make up 104 than it is. Smile. And it's like
0: with <laughs> horror too. And like, an, there's another thing that people don't understand about box office too, because we're about to say praise over talk to me doing like 45 million. Right. But talk to me costs like 4 million to make, you know? So it's like, that is a huge win, but no, when your budgets are in the, oh, remember we were talking about uh West side story oh at a hundred million dollars, that is crazy, and then and then they opened to like ten million, and it was like a disaster. The last that, duel, I mean, that
1: was so wild because people were doing flips after they ran uh, in the heights through the in red. the heights, and mm-hmm. that cost half of West Side Story. But suddenly they were trying to make any excuse in the book for West Side Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was too much. But yeah, this for twenty five. I mean, it's it's what we expected. Unfortunately, I think maybe yeah. that's why I wasn't like a huge gut punch because it's right around what I knew it was gonna do. Um, yeah. there was really no hope for it. And like you said, this is just the final coffin. I don't know what James Gunn is doing from here. I don't think James Gunn knows what he's doing from here. He has said this character is the first character, but this film is not the first film in the the new his new world.
0: Oh my God! Uh, I saw I saw I saw an article article was like there's an article that said what a great start to the dcu i'm like bro it's not started it's like it's like this is this is a mess this is just i was talking to chris on our review and i'm just like i just this universe even when they start talking about characters i just tune out so bad in these movies lately of DCEU where they're just like Superman and Batman and I'm like damn just stop doing that man I mean it, I it just feels Warner like Brothers
1: is just gonna tank uh, not tank it but I, I can't imagine they're gonna want to put much money into trying to market Aquaman
0: yeah and it's just point, what what do you do at first it's like okay I'm in a superhero movie right now like, when you go into a Quantumania, like, anytime, when I saw Quantumania, I saw it twice. When I saw Quantumania, like, I saw it the first time in IMAX. I would say pretty, I won't, I won't say filled, I would say pretty decent audience, like, decent crowd. You know, like, you can get a seat if you if you walked up, you know, to the counter that day and, like, say, can I have tickets to Quantumania? You know what I mean? Like, it was it was a good, it was a big crowd, but it wasn't, like a filled MCU, no way home type crowd. You got me? So then uh, even something like uh, Love and Thunder, I feel like Love and Thunder wasn't like overly sold out and crowded, but it's like, okay, this is a really, really good big audience. Yeah. Like each year that I've been to a DCEU movie, it's just me, a person up top, a person in the middle, and that's it and it just when i go when i walk into like big movies like that and imax you know it just it just sucks all of the energy out of me because like you know when you walk into a theater you are hyped and you know if the crowd is buzzing you start buzzing you know like how we how we walked into barbie and san diego like that it's like everyone's buzzing there's a vibe there's a there's just uh there's like there's something in the air when 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 you walk into a theater and it's like full to the brim right and then i walk into this is like my like I, these DCEU movies i walk into them and it's just it's just like the four people and i'm like just damn because i remember a time where you could walk into a DCEU say what you want about all of the early ones BVS Suicide Squad Wonder Woman it's like they were packed they were they they had an audience and then over the years it just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and i i there's weirdos who are like you see why they should bring back Zack Snyder it's not about Zack Snyder it's the fact that this universe has just been a disaster as far as direction the past like 5 5 or 6 years And I agree with you. Like earlier, we were like earlier this year talking about Flash. You and I were both like, you know, we don't really know how to feel about Aquaman because the first one did so well. But I mean, damn, I don't know, Larry.
1: Yeah, I mean, that I don't know. It's been pretty much bomb city for them since Shazam, the first Shazam, you know, Birds of Prey. It's another one we all love. That was another one that killed us because we all love it a lot. And it didn't do well. Again, um, Wonder Woman. We can what, 1984. We have to kind of set aside because it just—it's too hard to really tell uh, what yeah, yeah. what's the success for that. I think it was pretty, like we said, 169 global in December 2020. That's actually not bad. So, and then who Su- is the Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, Blue Beetle? It's just been a string of mess. Throw in Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know. In there to just muddy the water a little bit, give fans what they wanted, but you know that wasn't a theater movie, so it just is like, what? Yeah, since the first Shazam two thousand twenty mm-hmm. on, it's been just mess, yeah. just yeah, horrible, horrible mess. Honestly, the first sign of like disaster was Justice League the first time round. Yeah, that could because break a hundred million with the Justice League. The only thing that made people reconsider is that Aquaman was the next movie, and it did so well that they were like, okay, maybe we don't need to panic quite yet. Aquaman had these great numbers, but whew, this, yeah, they've been struggling for a long time, and uh, I don't know how they get back from here. Because I do think, at this point, bad superhero fatigue is where I'm landing. Is yeah, mediocre yeah. to bad superhero movies are just too frequent right now, and I think that's what's getting the fatigue rather than the subgenre. And so, I don't know because, like we we're saying, even Marvel can't hit a billion; they're still holding ground in the high, you know, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars, but they can't yeah. even break a billion right now. Yeah. And so, what do you do if you're DC? <laughs>
0: I don't even know because I don't think the answer... I mean, you're not really going to just... I I don't think you can really say, hey, we're restarting and expect like $150 for Superman Legacy. I think... I don't really know what... Because I don't think we've seen this before as far as a universe failing and then trying to restart and bring back audiences i i can't even tell you the last time that's not precedented is it i don't think it is it's like i
1: mean even the last ones because if you look we can say that they were bad movies or people didn't like them
0: yeah but
1: spider-man 3 was a huge hit at the box office i mean it made a ton of money it was just critically panned so it's not like it failed It just was like, oh, okay, time to reset because this isn't great. Same thing with X-Men. I'm pretty sure The Last Stand was the biggest of the original trilogy for the X-Men. People just didn't like it, so they had to reset. So we've never seen a a comic book universe flame out at the box office like this. Mm -hmm. So it is. It's just like, oh, okay, what do we do? The only
0: thing that I can think of is as far as just... I can think of just some like comic book movies just flailing out like the 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 tail end of, like the X Men movies, you know, like Dark Phoenix and then New Mutants. Yeah, so like at the very you know? end. Yeah, right. We don't know yet. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, you know when they, they re- do
1: when them and spider-man reset we were okay because yeah. they came back yeah. they came back strong again and they were just fine but the x-men movies started to flame out yeah when it came to the box office with their dark phoenix open to like 33 million yeah and same I and i don't think they know they know what to do yet and that's why the x-men are still just kind of chilling right now because they're mm-hmm. like all right we need a break from them. Yeah. I think that's kind of what Feige's taking. It's like, let's have a break and let let people get excited about the X-Men again after that. I, I
0: think Deadpool 3 will help that, you know. Yes. Like yeah. it'll help bring cuz I, I think there's going to be a lot of mutants in that movie, old and <laughs> new like ones. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of nostalgia are and mad so about it. <laughs> Yeah, I so I think uh yeah, I think that's the movie to bring back X-Men fans and the general audience because Um, yeah i remember going to like x-men 2 with my mom and that theater being crowded and like you know the wolverine stuff and that movie the beginning of that movie yeah days of future past days of future past was such a great theater experience a great movie too i haven't watched that in a while so it was a lot yeah like it was fun and then it kind of
1: i think apocalypse did pretty well uh as well following up with future past but then nobody liked it so then nobody showed up for dark phoenix
0: no yeah dark and that's phoenix still was, bigger than
1: the last couple that bigger than this was dark I'll phoenix 33 Don't
0: million chill on so crazy so usually when we have like a bomb like this we're just like here's this and that and yeah you know it's just like a but this is just now it's just like a man they, I just don't know what you do as a studio, and God bless them.
1: And I think the problem is DC didn't really understand how Marvel was able to capitalize on those characters. Nobody cared yeah. about. Like, they yeah. were able to make us care early on with the movies themselves. And that's because, yes. you know, Iron Man opened well, but it wasn't huge numbers. You know, it wasn't crazy by any means. and the same thing thor captain america all those first ones but we all loved the movies and we got attached to these characters
0: and then avengers just just skyrocket because we haven't seen that put them all together and then branch off off after that too and then you know bring in new newer characters in each movie let them be get intertwined (laughs) And I actually can think talk. that was
1: to their benefit I think that's yeah. why DC has always Struggled to do this universe Because they've yeah. always had the bigger characters But they're bigger characters On their own like the Batman films Are going to do well as Batman films you know Or Superman is going to do fine by Himself but yeah. once they start Trying to do a shared universe uh, It just is Not they don't know how to translate it at all no. And I, I, I don't know Cause I do think for things like X-Men or even Spider-Man did it after Spider-Man three and the amazing Spider-Man three, they're able to reset because they're big enough brands. People love those characters and those properties and you Uh give them a few years and let people forget and then come back. I hope that works for Superman. Uh, It's been a while since we've seen Superman for real, for real on our screen. Maybe I think having,
0: so I would, I've been someone who was like, I never minded Henry Cavill. I just wanted this my, my biggest thing was that I wanted to see him under a new direction. Yeah. Like a like a director who's who's not afraid to be hopeful in their movies and use some color. I love Zach, but like Superman with dark monotone gray aesthetics has just never worked for me. And I think I was like, I just give Henry Cavill another shot under new direction and they didn't do that you know they they play they played around with them a little bit so i do think finally i think one of the things that they have to do to to well I, I at least to me is i think restarting and showing the audiences that these are new actors playing these roles so i think it's gonna help superman legacy in that regard that oh okay this is not because i i think I think if you had you released a movie called last year called The Batman and it was Ben Affleck, I don't think it would have done that well. Yeah. I think because people would have had ties, oh, it's the Ben Affleck, BVS, Justice, oh, no, 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 I'm not kidding. You know what I mean? I think that would have caused people to not do, like, want to be a part of that. But I think what helped it so much is that it's a new actor, it's Robert Pattinson, New directing. Look at the trailers. It looks nothing like the like BVS. There's no otherworldly monster trying to fight Batman, and it's a noir, mature movie. Give it a shot, you know. And I think that's why it worked. Even though it is Batman, but hey, we saw they put two Batman all over the marketing for the Flash. They put two. They put one that has nothing to do with the DCEU from 1989, and then they put another one from the DCEU all over the marketing, and the movie just did not move. And I think think what's going to help them is a fresh start and showing audiences that this is a brand-new universe. So trying to keep Gal—I'm sorry, Larry. Trying to keep (laughs) Gal— Like trying to keep Margot, I think you gotta just scrap it all, scrap it all and start clean. No Amanda Waller, no ties, no ties at all. Like I don't know. I think I think Blue Beetle's fine because it's you know it was like i feel like by 2025 his, he you mentioned know.
1: the characters but none of them showed up like they didn't like right shoehorn right. faces or bodies in here so he could be talking about any superman or batman in his movie yeah. any gotham city it doesn't we don't know so he did yeah he doesn't have any ties to the old school so i think we can keep him around he's fine Move Aquaman.
0: Aquaman (laughs) 2, all of them. Yeah, they gotta.
1: Again, it's just so weird. Yeah, like. so weird.
0: You cannot do the whole, like, we're gonna pick and choose. We're gonna sprinkle a reboot, but keep, like, the stars because you they want to rather just low key the old regime. They tried that. And it's like. I think you just gotta start over, dude. Jason Momoa, all of them. You gotta start over. You gotta start over. I mean, That's what do what you we think? We're preaching
1: from the beginning,
0: uh, man. So we'll see what happens with Blue Beetle. Your wife? No, I don't. She's
1: gotta go. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> peacemaker I just... gotta go. <laughs> a peacemaker, a Waller, everybody, John Cena, everybody gotta go. You gotta start fresh. So uh, we'll see what happens with Blue Beetle. God bless, but. <laughs> Alright, number two. Let's let let's get it.
1: Alright, well, number two, holding strong, we have Barbie, which made $21 million in its fifth weekend of release. That's still only a 37.8% drop in week number five. That brings Barbie up to $566.8 million domestic and $1.28 billion worldwide.
0: So, amazing. I mean, we talked about it a little bit as far as Barbie yeah. doing well. And just to, just to kind of, because we, we have been going like 40 minutes, but number three, Oppenheimer, right? So Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yep. Do you think the success of those two movies is kind of an indictment on audiences kind of slow, like slowly moving away from the CBMs and trying to make other movies bigger like i mean do you see any correlation with that because the event of barbenheimer is like it's it's past but audiences are still going to go see these movies so what do you think it is
1: yeah especially i mean you look at it two non-comic book movies here plus let's just throw in super mario brothers 2 that's three movies that have nothing to do with comic books and they're right, the, right. Three, pretty much the three biggest box office stories of the year. I know Oppenheimer, you know, is behind like Guardians and stuff still. But it's like these are three of the biggest surprises, three three movies that we wouldn't have guessed maybe at the beginning. Like we kind of knew Super Mario particularly. We all kind of had that feeling it was going to be really big, uh, that people were kind of underestimating Super Mario a little bit heading into the year. I know we talked about that. Um, right, right. But these are three movies. Yeah, they're not Marvel. They're not DC. You know, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is here and forth, but that's not even touching, like, you know, like we just said, the the Mario Brothers or even Elemental now uh, has gotten so good. So I do think, uh, you know, we have, uh, I think it's because they keep trying to use Marvel as the example. And I think that's the wrong studio to use. There is a bit of, so, uh, fatigue and I do think it comes from The quality more than the type Of movie I think comic book Movies can yeah. continue to churn out At the rate that they have been And be just fine If they were more consistently Good because this year What three three of the six We've gotten that are live action Are not good like quantum Mania Shazam to The flash pretty much across the board Everybody's like no thank you so, that's mm-hmm, three mm-hmm, right there yeah. that you're like, okay, well, that's not great odds when you have, you know, Guardians and Blue Beetle are the two live action that you're like, okay. Oh,
0: live are, action. Are I was going to say the Yeah, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and then, oh, uh, you know, Spider-Verse, it's hard to lump Spider-Verse with them just because it's, like, so fresh on its own. Like, the styles and everything it's using is just so fresh and cool um, that it feels... Uh, even if the live action comic book movies fail, I think Spider-Verse has kind of carved out its niche. However, yeah, it didn't yeah. really help. Teenage, like, TMNT isn't doing bad. I feel like some people are writing it as, a, like, this flop. I don't think it's flopped, per se, um, but, you know, it's certainly not doing Spider-Verse numbers right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I think, you know, there, there's a fatigue, but a fatigue that they could correct. Also, what did we just say? DC has four movies this year. Marvel had four, and they're down to three mo- That's seven live-action comic yeah. book movies just from the two big studios. That's too much. Like-
0: and next year's not going to get any... Next year's going to be the same thing
1: and they're not learning the lessons i feel like they're just adding more i think marvel finally kind of did that's why they're scaling back the shows specifically Mm -hmm. and started to move their movies around a little bit because the message is it's too much like y'all are uh, we can't have it year round part of what made these so exciting was they were events they were the event films of the year you were like yes two marvel movies a year i'm hyped i'm gonna get my end game and that's gonna be the event of my movie going year and now it's like Mm -hmm. okay it's the comic book movie of the month you know
0: (laughs) yeah and even like like if you look at what's coming it's like the marvels and aquaman and it's like that is just not doing anything for me at the moment like i don't know I, I don't think the Marvels is going to do like a bad number but
1: the first Captain Marvel number either.
0: No, I think I think my gut is telling me the Marvels is going to do around Quantumania numbers. Yeah. Uh like 102, 105 or something like that. And we'll see where it goes from there. But no, I'm not getting like I there's nothing besides like the nostalgia dust movies, like Deadpool 3, that's really giving me 150, 170, like those massive numbers they used to get, even like a 125, 130. Um, Whereas before, three, two, maybe like three, four years ago, like these movies were averaging like 150 in their sleep, you know? And I just last year alone too, like we had big releases with... Uh, multiverse of madness and then love and thunder and and, uh and wakanda forever but going into right and then going into this year i don't feel like in even next year i don't like i don't i don't i I think we have
1: up to that number
0: yeah i i I think captain america 4 is next and yikes i just I mean I don't know. It's 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 crazy. It's a weird uh, time for those movies. It's a really weird time for those movies. But I think so. yeah,
1: I do think to your point that like you said, the fact the three movies that have been like the event movies are Super Mario Brothers, Barbie, and Oppenheimer this year? Those are the movies yeah. people got really excited to see. They got really hyped. People came out in droves to go watch those movies. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend, they kept talking about them. Those are the movies that have moved kind of the cultural needle this year. Spider Verse, to an extent, I would say, was also in that group. But yeah. the other, like, it's been Spider Verse and those four, those three. Uh, if I were to pick a fifth one, uh, I mean, The Flash had a lot of talk about it until nobody cared, until nobody
0: showed mm-hmm. up and they
1: all panned it. They tried to talk it yeah. up. I think yeah. probably Guardians maybe would be the fifth one to round out the top five. I
0: just think, I just think the, I, 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 okay, so I think it's movies in, I feel like every release this year. Oh, this cat, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Okay, so I feel like releases this year, they have just had something behind it to say, oh my God, it opened up so well. Like when we were talking about John Wick and Creed 3 and Scream 6 and Talk to Me and stuff like that, I feel like Evil Dead Rise, you know, all these movies just exceeding expectations. And then you go into like the CBMs and they're like, their openings are very like, You know, to like, it's okay. You know what I mean? So just interesting. Just a really interesting year, you know? Like we're going to have a lot to discuss at the end of the year.
1: Well, you mentioned it. We'll just give the actual numbers really quick. At number three, we did have Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's latest, made another ten million dollars in its fifth weekend of release. That's down forty-three percent in week number five. But that does bring the three hour long R-rated historical drama up to two hundred and eighty-five point three million domestic and seven hundred and eighteen point five million world wide. Just insane numbers for this type of film.
0: Yeah, like the number, the, the total, it just doesn't even make any sense to me, like for Oppenheimer. And then, yeah, I just think, I don't know, it's, it's just going to be very interesting, because even like last year, we had like normal movies creeping up into like the zeitgeist of big Good. openings, like <laughs> Top Gun, you know? Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting too. So, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. But number four we got one of
1: both of our top five fave movies of the year so far we got teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem which made another 8.5 million dollars in week number three down 44 percent that brings the tmnt bros up to 88.2 million domestic and 118.5 million worldwide
0: yeah yeah so TMNT, I mean, it started off a little, you know, okay. But then, so far, they have been getting rid of a lot of the theaters for it. But I think right now it's doing okay. But of course, a movie like that, I would, I wanted it to do a little better. But I mean,
1: I think, I think we'll that's another it. brand that maybe has to yeah. get people back on board.
0: Yeah, I agree, especially yeah, because yeah. you know, the
1: last time we were out here with these turtles, people were like, "Oof, yuck." Like, you know, there's a lot. TMNT right. is a hit or miss franchise. There's a lot of misses in this franchise. So mm-hmm. I think we got to warm people back up. I th- I'm hoping this is a Spider Verse situation where it's just good, you know, just yeah, solid yeah. first go round, but everybody loves it. And once it starts getting onto streaming and people will actually give it a shot, then they'll come out for number two or whatever. That's what I'm hoping, at least. <laughs> right,
0: right. Uh, Yeah, and I, I, I agree because I think. It, it's tough i think i think i agree with you with that and as well as like something like transformers too yeah. like it's just gonna take a little bit for people to get back into it you know Yeah, I definitely agree. so with that um too. and then number five our other big new release <laughs> of the weekend
1: maybe this is what you'll see on cinema day uh maybe do i
0: wanted think? to get into a double feature amc's times are just <laughs> Well, no it wasn't amc's fault it was because we got a random ass flash flood Oh, Friday,
1: that's right bosses weather it was messed you nuts.
0: up it was nuts, nuts
1: but at number nuts. five we have strays the r-rated raunchy dog comedy which brought in 8.2 million dollars at the domestic box office couple that with its international haul and it made 10.2 million dollars worldwide
0: uh, yeah, I mean, this opening, is like, what was the budget? I mean, I don't know. I, don't I, feel, know. Like like, I feel
1: like this is okay. Like, what else yeah. would we expect from a movie like this?
0: Like Strays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because dog right. movies
1: in general don't tend to open too big. And then R-rated raunchy comedies. We've seen that they have not been opening all that great either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think you're probably right. It's like okay, you uh, know. Stray's
1: okay. budget is forty six million. So, Oof. uh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> Oof! I didn't know why.
1: Because uh, they had to put them little CGI mouths on them dogs. <laughs>
0: Man, Larry, every time we do a show and you tell me budget, I'm just baffled.
1: I mean, they had to do because... a lot. Of, I, it's all this little CGI they had to do in this.
0: But remember when you were like, we were talking about something when box office, and you're like, yeah, the Boogeyman's budget was like fifty oh, million. And I was like, why?
1: Like we were we were all ready to sing its praises. We're like, you know, this ain't bad for the Boogeyman. And then it's like it costs fifty million to make. Yeah, there
0: was another movie recently too where the budget was just in, oh, What is happening, dude? Oh man!
1: But comparatively, I mean. You know, uh, again, it's hard with these R rated yeah. comedies. No Hard Feelings did what, 15 million opening weekend? Yeah, yeah. Joyride yeah, yeah. was under 5 million opening weekend. Yeah. R rated raunchy comedies have not been able to open very big recently. What's mm-hmm. the last one that did like good numbers? The last R rated? I think R-rated the last comedy.
0: See, I don't really know. Because
1: uh... they haven't been opening great.
0: I, know, I remember I was, I was thinking about comedy i remember like the lost city had like great legs and free guy and yeah. stuff like that but yeah I, those comedies like, they
1: were both pg-13 though right yeah
0: yeah they they were they were yeah
1: so. that's yeah. it's i don't know it's hard for r-rated comedies to break through um and then you add these little dogs i do know that who these tv channels and stuff were making sure they said listen this is not for your kids don't bring the children <laughs> <laughs> I know you see these little dogs on the poster. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, I. For your children. Yeah, I, I, I. I'm just. The the opening is good, but as far as like recent R rated, I have no idea.
1: So. Yeah, because um, no hard feelings had decent legs. It actually yeah yeah it all the way to fifty million domestic, um, mm-hmm. but. That I mean, again, that's why Oppenheimer is so impressive when you couple the length with the R rating and the subject, and it's still able to. And you know, Japan obviously is not supportive of Oppenheimer because of the subject; they like don't want to show it or anything. Mm-hmm. So it has like controversy in some nations, and for it to still be doing this good, I mean, yeah, my my little seventy millimeter showing was sold out. <laughs>
0: so, that's what I mean. Like I, I like the Barbenheimer thing was a few like a few weeks ago it's died down as far as like them two together it's, but it's like the movies still are like making gangbusters honestly, like Barbie it, at Barbie 21 I
1: think get next week depending big, on what oh, Grand Turismo is able to do which Lord. I don't think is going to be that big no, Barbie that could go back to season. number 1
0: <laughs> and if it I just man if it does then I don't I don't know man Yeah, but you talked about
1: it. Just looking at Elemental, it's kind of down on the chart here, but worldwide, that movie is up to four hundred and fifty-eight million dollars worldwide.
0: Which is which is nuts. I mean, we
1: talk about legs, Uh, Blue Beetle. If Blue Beetle were to do that, it would be insane. Because I know that's what a lot of y'all are hoping. That's what a lot of folks are wishing for: Elemental style legs. That will Mm -hmm. be nuts. But, uh, you know, good on Pixar. I'm glad that their first original movie uh, had these legs. Everybody wrote it off immediately as some flop. But we were talking about it as we watched. We were like, hold on now. It's not quite a flop yet. It's, for some reason or another, Elemental just held on at the box office and making almost $500 So,
0: Right, right. So... And then I mean I don't think I don't I just don't see a Blue Beetle doing that because it's not it's not the same, okay? Because like Elemental, you can say like okay it's it's the children's movie right now to go see, like if it's still around you, yeah, and whatnot. But you can't really say that for a Blue Beetle. It's not really know. this.
1: I also yeah. think this was a horrible weekend. I know, even to move it a little bit because why did they open it the week that most kids are going back to school? Which they movie?
0: Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle?
1: which had a very kind of family friendliness to its marketing. Uh-huh. Like the trailer seemed like something you could take your small, you know, like the whole family can go watch Blue Beetle, not like The Flash. They not feel like that. Right. Open right, opened at right. the weekend pretty much everybody's going back to school. Like, everybody's doing their back-to-school shopping. Ain't nobody worried about the movies right now. They're trying to... They got to get ready to get these kids out the door on Monday. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I really feel like that is part... Warner Brothers just had no faith. They knew. They're like,
0: nah, no, no, throw it in yeah.
1: August and let's move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I feel like at that point, if you have that mentality, then just keep the HBO Max, but... I guess they just they liked it enough that they wanted to put it because you can tell that they're, what they were doing when they when they switch you know when they got the new yeah. regime was that they liked it enough that they were like let's release it you know it's a good film yeah. but then you also if you're so protective over your money you got to look at the writing on the wall and realize that a blue beetle movie is just not going to make any moves as far as that because we we I mean. We saw the signs on the wall a year ago. You and I we were talking about like really DCEU and Black Adam. I think we were talking about, yo, what's going to happen with Blue Beetle and Flash? And I, I never saw like a big opening for Blue Beetle. I think at the low end, I was like 50 yeah. and it did 25. And it's just, I feel like as an executive, as the head, you gotta like kind of see the writing on the wall. That I mean, if you were—I mean, that, that's why they put such—they put like a small budget on it with 104. But I don't—I maybe they just wasn't expecting so low when it comes to these openings, you know? Um, because that's 25 flash, is low for a CBM. Yeah. But
1: yeah. Uh, what you see on the wall for Gran Turismo next weekend,
0: Larry? Man, I'm just so tired of that trailer. And why is it being marketed as this is based on a true story?
1: It is based on a true story.
0: But even, if, but even if it is, it's like, why is that in the title?
1: <laughs> well, that, okay, that is wild. <laughs> Grand, that they have Grand that
0: Turismo ending. based on a true story. I got it. Cool. Oh, my
1: God. So we went, when I went and saw Oppenheimer, the yeah. new standee they have for this is literally a wall of text. I was shook. I was like, what is this? Like it says Grand Turismo, <laughs> and it's just this long paragraphs worth of story and review. I'm like, what? what? Y'all really Why? Why? This is a good standee. Now nah, put a damn car out here. Like, what? Why are we doing this? Nobody's going to Read this.
0: Standees, like as a whole, they've gone down in quality, bruh. Like, they really have.
1: Again, y'all, y'all. Uh, all you have to do is look. Part of Barbie's yeah. genius, they had them damn little Barbie boxes yep, the out Barbie there. Boxes. Everybody was taking pictures as Barbie boxes. Oppenheimer,
0: straight up Oppenheimer. They should have did like, I remember. I just remember one year, like when the first Meg movie was coming out, they had literally a shark's mouth yes. that you can get into. Like Oppenheimer should have had like a bomb. I'm not even joking, like a Boop. plastic just bomb, and you just step into the middle, take your little photos, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or Oppenheimer would have been what would, would have been like interesting. Have it be like a standee of them watching the test. You know the bomb, the bombing oh, thing. Yeah, 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 something like that. I don't know. Just inter- I love interactive standees. Me Remember too. when like Chucky, like Child's Play, they had like the little Chucky box, and I like those. You know, I I, I, I get I get, like, yeah, I get bored with like. Yeah, I get bored with like. For this Gran Turismo, right.
1: is terrible. And it's a freaking PlayStation driving video game. There's so much (laughs) fun stuff you can do with Gran Turismo as a standee. And instead you're putting up a a long review up in the movie. That was wild. (laughs) I could not believe my eyes. I was like, this is the worst. And they've shown it so many times because that was their strategy. Remember, they moved it back two weeks. Said we're going to do a lot of fan screening since we can't do press and stuff. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to pay off at all that they've done no. all of these pre-release fan screenings over the past couple of weeks. I think it's I mean what uh, I don't know. It's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at 25 for Gran Turismo. Oh. Ah. Larry's <laughs> it's <laughs> like if that that's crazy. I don't know. Ways. I mean,
1: it's good. I had a good time with it. We got to bully <laughs> Dwayne until he watches it.
0: But... Oh, I don't I think I lost some of that shit. I'm to hit Larry up for that review. Anyway. Um, Everybody,
1: everybody's talking about top 10 of the year.
0: For Grant's reason? <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of here, guys. There's no way, man. Stop. Listen. Yeah, but now we're kind of going until this summer was really fun as far as like releases. Now we're kind of going into like the fall, and it's like there's nothing really here for me that I'm like, eh, you know, it's like the Equalizer.
1: Weekend, there's
0: nothing. Yeah, like e- Equalizer 3, I mean, okay, you know, the Nun 2, that's going to be fun. Oh. But like, yeah, I don't really have anything in like September that I'm like, oh. yeah. You
1: ready for Valak's return?
0: I am actually low key. Ah, I love me some. I love me some Valak. I had so much fun with that first movie. I know everyone hates it, but like I, I have a good time. Listen, I, I love Valak. I had a good time with Valak, man. They gonna bring the blood of Jesus back, baby. Period. Oh God, and that trailer. Oh man. So I went to Blue Beetle and they started the Gran Turismo trailer. I was like, All right, I'm gonna go fill up my drink. I can't do this, bro. So I left, and then I came back, and they had the nun trailer playing. I was like, yes. <laughs> it play. They had it playing in IMAX, and I was so excited.
1: Yo, that that, that the nun trailer gets people.
0: It's I right. Both to... of them. They know how to them Conjuring <laughs> movies, man. Sometimes they be like a wash when they come out, but like they know how to do the trailers. The trailer, the first nun trailer was good. This trailer was good. These I. These
1: jump scares are getting the people. In the right. theaters I've been in where they show that Nun trailer, you can hear the jump. You're like, oh, right. oh, they're getting the folks.
0: Because, <laughs> like, as a horror fan, you know when it's it's not even like it's quiet and there's a jump scare. Like, I know as soon as the girl turned her head and started speaking, I said, all right, where's the hands at? And then they do it, and I, like, five people behind me were like, ah! And I was like, <laughs> great. Man, I'm so excited.
1: Meanwhile, we're still waiting for the price on that hand from A24. What's it going to cost? A24. Yeah. How many hundreds are you going to be asking for that paper mache hand?
0: And I'm making Larry Bybee in for real. anyway. <laughs> but all right, guys, that is it for our episode of the Box Office Report Show. Appreciate you guys all for listening. Larry, Letting everyone know they can follow you.
1: Yeah, you can find me over at Chili Boy Productions on Instagram and YouTube and then Chili Boy YT on Twitter.
0: All right, everyone who can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic Universe, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinematic World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.